editor-in-chief of BuzzFeed News is leaving for the New York Times. At a staff meeting, he wrote a list of what he was going to miss about BuzzFeed, and number 16 blew their mind. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Seven you reasons I'm just... going to miss working here, and number six will shock you. Uh, BuzzFeed, now a lot of their content is sponsored. 17 gadgets you can't live without are all ads. Oh, really? Yeah, they, okay. it's just they're not making money. I was read an article yesterday, uh, longer than I expected, about the uh, rise and fall of collegehumor.com which is responsible for some of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But just the typical Internet story, they grew, they got bought out by some big corporation, then it got harder to make money, and everybody got fired, and goodbye. A Super Bowl ad is $5.6 million this year, and two presidential candidates are going to buy some, uh, Bloomberg and Trump. So look for those during your Super Bowl broadcast. Also, um, the whole Kobe thing. I have an observation on that as I was looking at the New York Post today and uh, and listening to my kid talk about it. What is what is what is going on there? Stay tuned. Huh? Okay. All right. I will indeed. So you know us. Uh, one of the things we're kind of uh, nuts about around here is uh, free speech, the First Amendment, um, and how incredibly important it is to everything we hold dear, and how you need to be absolutely militant resisting those who would curtail your free speech because, well, it's hate speech or speech is violence or or whatever ridiculous, you know, collegiate propaganda they spout at you. Do not let them limit your free speech. Even if you're not sure exactly why it's a bad idea, just trust me on that. And it's it's shocking and disappointing to me that some of our closest allies in countries that we like to think of as very similar Um, like Britain or Canada, have really scary limits on free speech by American standards. Um, And and it's always well-meaning. I didn't know until fairly recently that you couldn't make fun of the Queen, for instance. I didn't know that you couldn't do that. Right, right. People get in trouble for that. Well, and they've tried to institute the whole hate speech thing in Britain, partly because they're terrified of the influx of Muslim immigrants immigrants in that country, and they are trying to avoid being France, which had, you know, the, the suburbs of Paris on fire for months at a time, and riots and looting and the rest of it. Um, and and it is a very difficult thing that a lot of countries in Europe are dealing with. But anyway, having said that, they have these restrictive laws about you can't say anything offensive about any race or sex or religion or 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 whomever. And uh, Mark Stein has been prosecuted in Canada a couple of times for saying critical things about various facets of Islam and being accused of hate speech. Um, and it's it's just it's just awful, but this one is to the point of just crazy. I'm I'm going to quote now, play a tape from a, a guy who's he's an independent journalist in Canada. His organization is Rebel News, and I've looked into some of the stories they cover, and uh, and it seems fine. They're just uh, you know they're muckrakers and agitators and the rest of it. They're also harshly critical of. Um, of uh, what's his name, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. And this guy who's the proprietor of uh, Rebel News wrote a book critical of Justin Trudeau and released it during the official election cycle. For that, for releasing a book, 
he was hauled into the RCMP, the equivalent of the FBI in Canada, and he was grilled about his book. The FBA. It, <laughs> that's not correct, Sean. It's the RCMP. But I'm going to play you. He actually recorded it secretly, videotaped it, and, and I'm going to play a little of it for you. Michael, if you could uh, make it so I'm geared up. Thank you. Today we're here about Rebel News Network Limited. Oh, I know that. And I'm just asking you to confirm but once that, not, done, that not a single other loving book of Trudeau is being investigated. But once we're done, if you believe that there should be complaints that are... No, because I'm not a censor like you. I'm not a bully and a censor. I'm not a bureaucrat looking to justify my budget like you. I go out and earn my living every day, fella. You call in authors to grill them about a book criticizing your boss. Think about who you are. We call the director of Rebel News Network Limited. Yeah, who happens to be the author of the book. I think there's going to be a chapter in, in, about you two fellas in the next edition. The guy just shrugs. Go do you have ahead. any more questions there? Certainly do. So, this guy, fella, in Canada, fella, wrote a book critical of Trudeau, and the FBI, in effect, hauls him in and questions him for hours about his book because it's critical of the government, and he didn't register his book with the government. Wow. And and he says... That's those, way different than the United States. He says, if those are crimes, then I'm guilty. Except this is Canada, not North Korea. And writing books about politicians isn't a crime. And he says, and there's the small detail that 23 other authors published books about Trudeau during the election, but not a single one of them, the positive books, is being investigated by the government. You give the government the power of prior prior restraint... Of publishing, or limit what is uh, not good speech, bad speech, hate speech. It turns into a nightmare overnight. Unbelievable. And there's more to that tape. We'd have to edit the heck out of it, though. But these uh, RCMP lawyers, just grilling them about, you know, how he wrote the book and why he wrote the book and what he was hoping to accomplish and the rest of it. This is Canada. That's wild. I, I didn't, know. I didn't know it was that. It's disturbing, story. isn't it? Yeah, ask Mark Stein about it. We ought to get him back out. We haven't talked to Mark in a long time. Book Mark Stein, Hanson. Book Mark. Book him. <laughs> um, Book him nano. <clears throat> fella. Fella. Yeah, I like that. That's a, such a Canadian thing to say, fella. Well, that is a Canadian consumed with rage. <laughs> when they say fella. Yeah, we are, you're that's bullies, a, fella. That's John Candy about to snap right there. You're dragging me in to bully me. Mm-hmm. That is a Canadian who's red purple faced with rage. Um, Nicest people on earth. Uh, did you see me tweet out a picture of a hand pie? No, well, I, I didn't open it to see the picture. Hmm. What is a hand pie? I that was... sounds like some cannibalistic nightmare. <laughs> I just... No, the hand meat is the most tender meat. You know how the I palm. feel your old palm, your own palm. You know how I kind of like pie roughly on the same level as sex and air. Yes. Um, <laughs> at the grocery store now, they, they now sell something called a hand pie. And it's just pie that's I'm like... I'm sure you can say that on the air. <laughs> it does sound dirty, doesn't it? Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's just pie designed to like carry around with your hand and eat it like that. It's a oh. single serving of pie. Yeah, and, and the oh, crust Lord. designed yeah. so you're not going to get stuff on you. Yeah. And I thought, 
you know, where has this been all my life? Hand pie. You know, I'm concerned about the uh, the ratio of crust to filling. You remember Tim it the Salesman? Seemed to pretty good, and it was really good, like top quality hand pie. Shout out to Tim the Salesman, Tim, if you're still out there and listening in uh, beautiful San Diego. Um, he had a long and persuasive screed on the various sizes of um, York peppermint patties and how... <laughs> The middle-sized one was the ideal ratio of filling to chocolate, Mm -hmm. and that anything smaller was overly chocolatey. Anything bigger, because of you know basic geometry, the volume, you know the formula that determines volume. I've fallen for the bigger one before, thinking I like these. I think I'll eat the big one, and it's way too much of the filling. Yeah, the ratio's off. Yeah, it's a good point, and that's my concern with these so-called hand pies. (laughs) The hand pie was perfect. Was it hand pie? Hand pie. Um, (laughs) What what flavor did you opt for? Cherry hand pie. My gluttonous friend. Today it'll probably be a different flavor. Oh, they have Because I will be back. Hermagerd. How many days in a row will I eat a you, hand pie? you got to go apple hand pie. <laughs> hand bone, hand bone, what do you say? <laughs> anyway, I was thrilled with this discovery. And I'm sorry, where was this for sale? It was a grocery store I okay. enjoy. All right, fair enough. One of your high-end grocery stores. Um, they want an ad, they can pay for it. A Kobe Bryant, yeah, we've been trying to get them to in, uh, go on the air and we'll endorse them. I'd love to endorse them. Um, oh, it's those guys. That is a great store. Uh, I've got a Kobe Bryant observation. Not a, no, no great overarching, like, you know, talk radio has got to have a theme, and therefore we're losing America. I mean, it's nothing like that, just, mm. just an observation on the whole Colby thing. Okay. Um, and You're not mocking my screed about uh, limiting free speech in Canada and, and Britain, are you? Because I won't have it. No, but... I if, will not sit here and be mocked. No, but... <laughs> Wait a minute. It seems, Wait a minute. It seems like... Every day for 22 years <laughs> I've sat here and been mocked. It seems like in cable news or talk radio, you have to have an ultimate overarching... Sure. Earth oh, I get it. ...foundation-threatening point right. you're making, but exactly. there's really no point to my conversation. Okay. Just, just an observation. Uh, and where we are with impeachment, which you need to be brought up to speed. Whoa, 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 wait. And Dershowitz goes nuts on his fellow academics. Great taste. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. You ask what happened between 1998 and the current to change my mind? What happened between the 19th century and the 20th century to change the mind of so many scholars? Let me tell you what happened. What happened is that the current president was impeached. If, in fact, President Obama or President Hillary Clinton had been impeached, the weight of current scholarship would be clearly in favor of my position because these scholars do not pass the shoe on the other foot test. These scholars are influenced by their own bias, by their own politics, and their views should be taken with that in mind. They simply do not give objective assessments of the constitutional history. You tell them! You tell them! Riveting! Alan Dershowitz. I remember him saying that on our show when we had him on, probably the last time we talked to him, the whole shoes on the other foot thing. You have to you have to be willing to be intellectually honest about that. Right. 
Right. Well, and I loved it. We've got a longer version of that tape. We'll play for you a little bit later on. But he absolutely takes it to some of the uh, intellectual leading lights from Harvard who have been lining up on the uh, Democratic side. Names, names. I don't know why I have the cable news ratings from uh, Tuesday night, but I do. And Tucker Carlson had 4.4 million viewers. That's huge in the world of cable news. That's practically hit TV network ratings. Getting there, yeah. That's amazing. Tucker Carlson with the the biggest number for the night, followed by Sean Hannity. And you know what's interesting on Fox? They have completely different points of view on many of the major stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, 180 degrees apart. You don't see that on other cable news channels. No, it's lockstep. Absolute lockstep on CNN, MSNBC. They don't and practically on the uh, the big time networks, the alphabet networks. Um, so I just was. This is again, and I, I want to make this clear. I'm not attempting to take this in any direction where I say, therefore, this is a good thing, or therefore, this is a bad thing, or he's a bad person or a bad person or anything. Mm. I just it's just an observation, and I think it's really interesting, and I'm trying to figure it out. Celebrity culture and how it works and why it works. Why do we need celebrities? Do we need celebrities? Do they play a role in our society that we need? There have always been. That I don't... Even in the Roman Empire. Yeah, the first real major worldwide celebrity is thought to be um, Charles Dickens. But that, that has more to do with the ability of media to spread information sure. around yeah. than anything else. Yeah, um, yeah what, what, are, what, what role do celebrities play? And a couple of points of view on this. The ongoing coverage of Kobe Bryant, which is just massive. I opened up the New York Post this morning. Now, this is a, new, this is a newspaper 3,000 miles away from where Kobe, you know, I understand why it's uh, a, a bigger story in L.A., but in New York, it's still... They had seven of the first nine stories on their webpage were Kobe Bryant-related stories. Wow. Uh, Kobe's dad uh, speaks for the first time since Kobe died. Uh, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's wife, changes her picture on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, last picture believed to be taken with Kobe Bryant. Um, uh, uh, something about how the helicopter crashed. Right. You know, stuff like that. Just ongoing, continuing to drag this story out. And I thought, well, they, they obviously are publishing these because they think the readers are desperately hungry for more information well, about this particular celebrity. They're they're writing them and posting them because the previous ones got lots and lots of clicks. Right, exactly. They, they don't think it. They know it. And then taking it further, I thought this was interesting. Hanson, our uh, producer, your son's in third grade, correct? Second Second grade? So how old is he? Eight? Fourteen. He's, uh, well, he's, he's eight. Disappointing. I, I like the way you have to press 55 buttons and pull three levers to turn on your microphone. There we go. Now I can hear you. That's, that's amazing. Well, it's um, steam-powered, so he's got to fire up the coal first. You said your son and his friends were talking a lot about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, second graders, all of them. Kobe hasn't played in, what, three years? Many. Four years? So they'd have been four. His last three or four years were just walk, going through the motions with a bad team. So On bad knees and ankles. <laughs> yeah. And he barely played one of those years. So he, they've never seen him play and no. win champions. Chips. My son the same way. He's not talking about it much, but all his friends are. Mm-hmm. What is going on with the celebrity culture that penetrates to a generation that doesn't even know who you're talking about? I think it's just it's commonality. It's something they hear about and 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 see. Okay, everybody in my tribe is talking about this. I should be talking about it. it, it but it's got to play a role. It's got to play. It, there must be some anthropological. We need it to stay alive. And sure. prosper role. Yeah, maybe Kobe was the, the most effective hunter. 
in the tribe. He has that kind of status, you know? And the we gra- our greatest warrior. Nah, it could just be that. Excellence. It could just be that. He was... Just excellence. And we should aspire to that and look how people revere excellence. Or admire it or protect it. I mean, if the, the greatest hunter in the tribe's a bit of a, uh, pardon me, but a, a dick, um, you still want him hunting. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I think it's respect for excellence. It's, yeah. it's, it's deep in our DNA, obviously. It's, Clearly. It's that combined with the modern uh, conundrum, that's probably the wrong word, of with social media now, when LeBron James stops playing basketball, he's not going to become less famous. He still has all his Instagram followers and all like he still has every single way to connect with all of his fans that he mm-hmm. always had been. Yeah. Where in the past Michael Jordan, Larry Bird met when they step away from the games that made them famous, they lost their ability to have that relationship with people. Yeah, that's that's a part of it too. Uh Burr, what was I gonna say? I had the one fact more that point. kids that never saw him play are mm-hmm. talking endlessly about it on the schoolyard. Well, it's, it's joinerism too. I mean, if if there are five people in a room and four of them are talking about the hit TV show, the fifth is thinking, "Well, I feel like an idiot." I don't even and know. Kids why the first are especially susceptible to. How did they end up Kobe Bryant fans? I, I I don't know. There's something about the power of celebrity that uh, needs to be studied on a different level. Yeah. So what's your overarching theme? <laughs> so the world is doomed or what? So he's a bad guy or oh, a good guy? Right. Or... You didn't have one. No. Oh, it's right. just an observation. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Do you hear uh, Mexico's president is going to auction off their Air Force One? They need the money? No reserve. $25. Start start the bidding. You really? have a 747. My own? Wow, cool. I gotta get a bigger garage. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I spent part of my day yesterday staring at the sun, as I often do. Pictures of the sun, uh, the best pictures that have ever been taken of the sun, of the surface of the sun. I can't even wrap my head around how you would possibly do that, given the distance and how flippin' hot it is. And Hmm. bright, and bright it is. Is that the new iPhone 11 can do that? Yeah. But they got some really good pictures of the surface of the sun. Oh, look at that. And um, it looks like corn pops. And if you've seen the pictures, it honestly looks like writhing corn pops. If you've seen the pictures with the little writhing corn pops, each one of those writhing corn pops, pops they say, is the size of the state of Texas. Wow. To give you an idea of what's going on. Wow. That'd be a hell of a bowl of cereal. <laughs> I love corn pops. <laughs> hot, hot, hot is what that is. Yes. The surface of the sun. Very hot. Mm-hmm. If you take one thing away from the show. <laughs> No, they, and Corn Pop was a bad dude. They have pictures of the surface of the sun, which blows my mind. Yeah. There's a decent chance impeachment is going to end tomorrow afternoon. What? They're not going to have the votes for witnesses, and then they're going to go immediately, they say, to, to the, selling John Bolton's book. They're going to go to immediately to up or down on Article of uh, Article 1 of impeachment. Not enough. Article 2, it's over. Wow. As you were. Back yeah, to your but, business. But Adam Dershowitz said, yeah, but I, sorry, it's over. What? No, it's no buts. It's over. Unless you start over with new articles of impeachment. Which... So you're going to have Adam Schiff hanging his giant head from his pencil neck and shuffling out of the Senate chamber. Defeated. Now oh, that's a shame. Nadler heads straight over to the Sizzler and <laughs> drowns himself. And... 
All you can eat. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. I did hear somebody float the idea in cable news yesterday of when the Bolton book comes out, if it's as devastating as the New York Times says, got to start drawing up a new article of impeachment in the House. Oh, no, shut up. Stop it. Stop start, threatening me. Start this whole fun ride over no, again. No, Wasn't it a fun no. ride? Didn't we all have a good time? You know that uh, the long screed in favor of freedom of speech I unleashed earlier? I retract it. No, you're not allowed to say that. Speaking of things you're not allowed to say or, or required to say, uh, the Virginia legislature continues to do lots of crazy stuff. Uh, at this point, they're busy trying to define what milk is at the behest of dairy farmers. More and more people are drinking less Milk from cows and uh, turning to plant-based alternatives such as oat soy and almond milk. Oh, I thought you were going to say goat or uh, something else, but Uh-oh. they've outlawed that most places. So. Goat milk? Why? I don't know anything about goat milk other than you know. Well, it's the same as with the having your own cow milk, but there aren't many. There aren't any any giant companies pumping out goat milk, for oh, instance. And you, okay. you're not allowed by the government to do it on your own farm. My wife was talking to. A uh, a lecturer from another country over the weekend, and he was blown away when she said, "I'd like to make goat milk, but you can't in this state. They don't want it." What? Why? He not? just could not believe that if you own goats on your own farm, you're not allowed to make goat milk or goat cheese or whatever you want. You, you don't make the goat milk. You. The goats do. What are you supposed to do with the milk that yeah, they make? Let's start with Aries taking credit for the poor goat. The government the won't labor. let you because you something could happen. Well, right. I'll worry about that. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. So many alleged safety regulations are passed at the behest of sure. big companies because they know it would be too expensive for a little company to come up and challenge them. That's some of your beloved utopian government in action. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm reminded there was uh, there was a time on the show, it was a number of years ago, but we were discussing overregulation, and we started to get emails from people who were uh, immigrants from the former Soviet bloc. And said, look, the political freedom y'all have is great and everything, but in terms of the government watching you and being picky about everything you do, the U.S. is way worse than the old country was. Of course it is. Yeah. Anyway, land of the free, my ass. Here we go. Oh, anyway, we're trying to define milk. And uh, H, uh, House Bill 119 in the Virginia legislature defines milk as the lacteal secretion obtained by the complete milking of a healthy hooved animal. That's what milk is. Sounds like a pretty good description. How about just, it's milk that comes out of a beast. And this is so you can't say soy milk. Right. And then to have people feel like they're putting milk on their cereal. What do you call it, call it though? Soy sauce? That's something totally different. <laughs> but, but Very why, salty. But why do we want to stop people from claiming, saying soy milk? Well, the dairy farmers are saying they're getting killed. And and they don't want people thinking. Well, it's it's very similar to the you can't call the fake meat meat. In fact, the meat producers don't even want it in the meat case, which is honestly none of your business. Although I love meat and I appreciate you producing it, um, it's, if the grocery store thinks that's where it'll sell the most, that's where they're going to put it. I've decided to put Jelly Bellies in my meat case because uh, people buy them with their burgers. Yeah, put whatever you want in the meat case. The uh, the. the the legacy either meat or milk people on this are saying that these newfangled startups are coming by. They're riding the wake of the the legitimate goodwill that we have garnered with our customers all right. these years with saying that this is milk and all the, the, the so they just come around make something that's not milk, call it milk, 
they're stealing our market share or well, something. And if you're into the government getting way into food labeling to protect the populace, the argument is, listen, almond milk ain't milk. It's some sort of juice from almonds, but it ain't milk, which is a legitimate point. might be milky. But, you know, it depends how you feel about these things. But, again, Jack, milk is the lacteal secretion from a hooved animal. Well, okay. Well, I mean, it's a healthy hooved animal. Right, yeah. You can't sell their snot <laughs> and call it milk. It's got to be their lacteal secretions. Well, won't it just end up with a tiny little uh, phrase somewhere on the box? It'll say, doesn't contain milk, and then that'll be the end of the, the legal wranglings. Does not contain milk. I don't know. Almond milk. I don't know, and and I don't care. Oh, I just saw some of the NFL players reading their own mean tweets. I always love oh, that. I Did love Jimmy that. Kimmel do That's that last night? Bit. We got to dig that up with the yeah. 49ers and the Chiefs. Yeah, good bit. Going to be a whale of a game. I've been intentionally not thinking about it because the two weeks between the conference championships and the Super Bowl is too long for me to maintain a childlike level of enthusiasm. So I've been pretending it's not going to happen. We went through a long show. Now we're just talking about this because Super Bowl parties uh, for me during like my 20s was during that long period of time where every Super Bowl was a blowout. So the party you chose was very important because there was no really anticipation that the game was going to be entertaining. Mm. Uh, You expected the 49ers to beat somebody 55 to 10, and it was all about who you were hanging out with and how good the food and drink was. Right. And then, the commercials, the Super Bowl commercials. Then we went on a long run of where the games were actually really worth watching and uh, competitive and stuff like that. And then all the people yapping and not watching the game and trying to talk to you when it's third and four. Ugh. Well, don't go to that kind of party. Yeah, I know. I finally learned. I want to watch the, the championship of the National Football League. I don't want to talk to some suburban housewife about, you know, her kids. See, I'm, the I'm sure her now. kids are great. Since I got off the sports train, I would uh, if I was going to be at a Super Bowl party, I'd be want to be at one where... We're barely paying attention to the game, and we're just eating and drinking and, like, I don't know, playing uh, Monopoly or something. Get Mr. Armstrong his skirt, please. You used to be a man. I remember that. Misogynist. Those were good times. Yeah. Address your angry... Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. You know what, my breathless friend? You're right. In this case, you're right. We have an elevator. Take that next time. Address your angry emails to me, Joe Getty. For my clear misogyny. ABC News has suspended a correspondent for an inaccurate report about Kobe Bryant's daughters being on the helicopter. This might be some shot across the bow of better to be wrong and first than get the story right. Right. As a whole bunch of wrong information came out with that breaking news story, as with all breaking news stories. Why does everybody feel like they've got to beat the post across the street by 30 seconds with my phone buzzing and saying Kobe Bryant has been killed? And then get it wrong, but we'll see what happens. I would like a little restraint in the news business, but who who was it that published that there were forty dead? That was a good one too, but no, nah, nobody cares. There's no accountability. So I, I we we um we evolve though as consumers of news, don't we? I assume that most of the detail, many of the details in the first story are wrong. I just yes. assume that now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're as likely to be true as not, but, I mean, it's it's a coin flip. Um, we wanted to play you a little bit longer version of Alan Dershowitz on the Senate floor yesterday when they were doing the question and answers. That's what's going on with impeachment today. They're going to do eight more hours of question and answers. 
I thought it was going to be kind of entertaining because I was expecting. I thought Democrats would ask the White House people, and Republicans would ask the uh, you know Schiff and Company. Yeah, really but, tough probing questions. But it was the opposite. Everybody yeah. was throwing softballs at their side so they could restate what you've already heard. Yeah, and just yeah, very disappointing. I think I heard one difficult question to try to put the other side in a, in a spot. One or two. But I heard dozens of questions. Mitt Romney in, a, in an attempt to stand out, and he got kudos from a lot of people in journalism. He had a, a couple of hard questions for each side throughout oh, the day. Where did it go? Uh, went Willard? At, went at it. His real name? <laughs> what was that? Okay. Was well, that, that I think it's the formality is proper. Was that an attempt to be demeaning, or is that just trivia? Is like a trivia pursuit? Mostly that. Just pointing out you know his name well, is Why Willard. would it be demeaning to call a man by his name? I don't know. That's just fine. All right. Thank you, Willard. He is likely to vote for witnesses. So is one other. There's another wobbler, and then there's not a fourth currently. And it takes four. So there's probably not going to be witnesses, and the whole thing ends tomorrow, and then you never have to hear about it again in your life. I would point out as a fan of... That's not true. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please see Bush v. Gore 2000. Uh, see the Clinton impeachment. Um, as a fan of uh, politicians' phoniness and and craft at being misleading, I will point out that if a person were to make loud noises about really leaning toward witnesses, and then to please his caucus and to keep the contributions flowing, said, you know, after the question and answer period, frankly, I was satisfied. I don't think we need them. I was perfectly open to it, but it's just not necessary. That person gets gets it both ways. Sure, so that might purely be posturing. I, absolutely, I just I don't know. Absolutely, Lawrence O'Donnell once said on MSNBC, and I thought this was interesting. He worked in the Senate for many many years as an assistant to somebody or other. He said, "I've never seen a senator fight for anything. They do what is going to get them elected again." Wow. And I thought, that's, wow. that's cynical, but that's wow. his observation. Is that the, the guy I hate on MSNBC we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but he didn't say Republicans do that or Democrats. I mean, he said, I've never seen a senator yeah. ever fight for anything. They do what's going to help them. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he has some strong opinions on uh, on home construction as well. And uh, Stop the hammering! Remodeling. And i got to say, for the most part... 99% of the time, the politicians seem to do just whatever is going to keep them in office. Oh, yeah. While making the most grandiose and flowery speeches about principle, which is why it's so delightful to hear Alan Dershowitz calling out his fellow top tier of legal scholars saying, yeah, the reason you think what you do is you hate Trump. You big phonies, and he names names. More on that coming up. Also, it turns out millennials are good money managers. That might be good for the country. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Proposed law in California going to lead to more people shooting their own dogs. I don't think that's the point of what they're oh, envisioning. Boy, but I think that's what's going to happen. Oh boy, um, dog shooters. 
David French out with an article today. Don't believe anybody who says Bernie Sanders can't win, and I, I agree with him. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that. Uh-oh. Uh, got the caucuses on Monday. I've been saying that. I've been saying he'd lose 46 states. Have I been a fool? Uh, we'll talk about the caucuses on Monday. We have some interesting tape on how the caucuses um, work and that sort of thing. On NPR this morning, they were talking about what a tragedy and um, injustice it is that people who don't speak English aren't participating in the caucuses fully because people talk in English in Iowa. And that there are many Hispanics who English is uh, a second language or they don't speak it at all, and there needs to be a provision for them to participate. Yeah, if I move to France, I'm going to assume I can't participate in the politics until I learn to speak French. I'm going to be my assumption. Oh, no, no, I'm going to yell bitterly at the French people until they conduct their stuff in English. Uh, and I had another story I wanted to talk about. Bernie Sanders. I had the whole millennials are good money managers, which I'm very happy to hear about. I'll think of what it was. Oh, we were thinking of playing the Dersha man yeah. here. Do you want to yep. play that? Yep. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, he, it was uh, toward the end of the proceedings last night in the Senate. He was uh, responding to the fact that uh, pencil-necked uh, Adam Schiff, why would I take that shot? It's just childish and immature, and I apologize for it. But Body shape shots. I know, I mean, it's just the worst, the worst sort of impulse. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. And I'm ashamed. Bug-eyed. But he was just saying that Alan Dershowitz was the only person who has been saying what he's saying about the Constitution. You asked what happened between 1998 and the current, to change my mind. What happened between the 19th century and the 20th century to change the mind of so many scholars? Let me tell you what happened. What happened is that the current president was impeached. If, in fact, President Obama or President Hillary Clinton had been impeached, the weight of current scholarship would be clearly in favor of my position, because these scholars do not pass the shoe on the other foot test. These scholars are influenced by their own bias, by their own politics, and their views should be taken with that in mind. They simply do not give objective assessments of the constitutional history. Professor Tribe suddenly had a revelation himself. At the time when Clinton was impeached, he said, Oh, the law is clear. You cannot, you cannot charge a president with a crime while he's the sitting president. Now we have a current president. Professor Tribe got woke. And with no apparent new research, he came to the conclusion, oh, but this president can be charged while sitting in office. That's not the kind of scholarship that should influence your decision. You can make your own decisions. Go back and read the debates, and you will see that I am right that the framers rejected vague, open-ended criteria abuse of power and what we had is the manager made a fundamental mistake again she gave reasons why we have impeachment yes we feared abuse of power yes we feared criteria like maladministration that was part of the reason we feared incapacity but none of those made it into the criteria because the framers had to strike a balance here are the reasons we need impeachment yes now, here are the reasons we fear giving Congress too much power. 
So we strike a balance. How did they strike it? Treason, a serious crime. Bribery, a serious crime. Or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Crimes and misdemeanors akin to treason and bribery. That's what the framers intended. They didn't intend to give Congress a license to decide who to impeach and who not to impeach on partisan grounds. I read you the list of 40 American presidents who have been accused of abuse of power. Should every one of them be impeached? Should every one of them have been removed from office? It's too vague a term. Reject my argument about crime. Reject it if you choose to. Do not reject my argument that abuse of power would destroy, destroy the impeachment criteria of the Constitution and turn it, in the words of one of the senators of the Johnson Tile, to make every president, every member of the Senate, every member of Congress be able to define itself from within their own bosom. We heard from the other side that every senator should decide the criteria, should decide whether you need proof beyond a reasonable doubt or proof by a preponderance. Now we hear that every senator should Thank decide you, the abuse of power. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Justice. You know, one of the other points that he made during uh, his screed was, look, there are uh, a narrow range of things that impeachment is the proper remedy for, but virtually everything else, election is the proper remedy for that. Hold an election and ask the people, what do you think of this guy and the way he does his job? Maybe it was worth having this discussion uh, and really drilling down on what's impeachable and what's not and revisiting the uh, uh, Federalist Papers and all that sort of stuff. Trying an entirely one-sided impeachment once. Right. And see how it goes. And and see if that kind of holds impeachment at bay for several cycles or not. I would be grateful if it did. Uh, I want to talk about this at some point, but there's a lot of people coming from strange quarters that think the Trump... Middle East peace plan is uh, the best thing we've tried in quite a while, um, including Ian Bremmer. But um, I thought he was the new Hitler. I just—I <laughs> guess I was misinformed. Armstrong and Getty.